0: Hey, welcome to the City Rev Life podcast. My name is Roby, this is Rebecca, and we are kicking off a series all about mental health which uh, is an important series, because this is something that I think in some way or another, every single one of us as Christians, we we deal with. Sometimes for more extended periods, sometimes more severe, but at some point or, or another, we all deal with this kind of thing. And so this is what we're, our plan is for this particular series. We'll do an introduction today, and then we will hit kind of an overview of several different subjects. And hopefully there'll be some good nuggets to glean for each one of these, whether it's something that you're walking through or have walked through, or maybe will walk through through or maybe there's someone in your life that you love that is walking through something like that hopefully as we kind of do an overview of some of these subjects it will be an encouragement to you but you know I think mental health is one of those things that we we wrestle with as Christians it's not necessarily an easy subject always to approach
1: it isn't because sometimes as a believer especially a seasoned believer we might ask these questions like, hey, you know, we read in scripture that Christ came to give life and so that we might have it to the fullest and this abundance that he talks about. And we might feel like, I don't really feel that as a believer. You know, am I doing something wrong? We might internalize a sense of guilt or shame that um, is this a sin issue or what what's wrong with me that I'm not able to I- express what I feel like I should be feeling, um, based on what scripture says. And so, um, just as a new creation in Christ, how does that play itself out in our mental health? Especially if we feel stuck, if we don't feel like we've got that new life kind of regenerating into our everyday practices. Yeah.
0: You know, if, uh, as a believer, if I was walking along and I broke my toe, I would go to a doctor. I wouldn't say, I'm such a bad Christian, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. but yet when there's something broken in us emotionally, or there's something with that's broken in our mental health, sometimes we take kind of this, it becomes very spiritual mm. and sometimes it adds other components like guilt and shame to that. Mm. And so really our hope for this series is to approach it both from a spiritual place and also just research based. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Rebecca is a counselor, me as a pastor walking through from both perspectives and um and and learning from what science is gleaning, what the mental health industry is gleaning, but also what scripture, which is our ultimate authority uh, tells and a lot of times what we find is research in the in the world in science in the industry is stumbling across yeah. truths that have been right there in scripture Absolutely. the whole time.
1: It's amazing how. We're seeing research confirm over and over again what scripture has been saying all along. And so as we tackle this subject, we're going to kind of use this framework, both of the biological and the spiritual, to and lay that on top of this topic. And specifically, we're going to look through causes as well as interventions through um. This framework of your biology, your psychology or your mind, um, your socially, your environment, and then spiritually, the biopsychosocial, spiritual, um, holistic kind of view at mental health. Yeah,
0: and I think what's so important about that is so often Christians tend to one extreme or another. On, on one hand, some Christians, when they're walking through a mental health crisis, some, it doesn't even dawn on them that there might be something spiritual going on. And so they run to uh, a life coach, medicine, a counselor, and they never think to bring in a spiritual leader, a pastor, a small group leader, a prayer support, a, a godly mature Christian friend like that doesn't. So they kind of go all the way in one extreme of either the medical or the psychological side of things. But there's also the other extreme, and I think we think that that can also be dangerous as well, is to take mental health and go only spiritual and not take into consideration that sometimes there's physical, biological things going on. Sometimes there is emotional traumas that are being dealt with. Sometimes there's something relational going on. And so in the same way, um, we wouldn't hesitate as a christian to seek medical attention and and, and bring that into with prayer as well like at the same time when it comes to something mental uh, with mental health we want to seek the the experience and uh, the truths that the mental health industry has Mm -hmm. along with the scripture and i think really um to kind of demonstrate this we want to talk about both what does the bible have to say and what does research have to say and i think the bible backs up this approach to mental health so for example i I think about deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5 one of the most famous verses in the old testament It talks about that we are called to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength. And Jesus repeats that in the New Testament. It's a very fundamental uh, verse and concept in the Old Testament. It really anchors the whole law. Everything is built on loving the Lord our God with our holistic bodies. And so this is something that scripture points to when it talks about who we are. We we have many different parts of who we are. We have our mind, our bodies, our souls, we have different parts of us, but it makes a whole makes a holistic part of our being and all of it belongs to God. We do have bodies, they belong to God. We do have souls, we have minds all of it belongs to God, but we are, we are a holistic being. And so we want to deal with some of these things holistically. Um, we, we would say it would be foolish for that person who broke their toe to not go to the doctor. Um, but there's some other scriptures that point to, uh, to mental health uh, as well that are important.
1: Right. So, um, one of the biblical truths that we're going to kind of stand on in this series, um, is just the whole concept about idolatry. And, um, Really going to anything other than God with these savior-like expectations mm. that it will deliver you and that it will redeem you or give you life or free you um, can also play a role into that. It doesn't mean that all mental health is a sin issue. So that's that's an important distinction. We're not saying that all mental health is mm-hmm. resulting from some type of sin, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is that pendulum that you were saying earlier that can swing too far to just exclusively the spiritual side. But that is a um, biblical truth worth um, noting. Just at this point, we're gonna build on that, and we're gonna use that as part of our spiritual lenses Mm -hmm. as we also look at some of the therapeutic lenses when looking at our brains, our bodies, and our environments.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The Bible talks about that we are holistic beings, and it also talks about things like idolatry, and those are things that sometimes Contribute to mental health, but that's not the whole picture. There's also some important research about our our internal chemistry, our internal biology that we can learn from because it's talking about God's creation. So yeah. why don't you speak a little bit to that?
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna get in the just a tad just for a minute to set up the series and just kind of mm-hmm. talk a little bit about some terms that we're gonna be using throughout the series just so I don't have to redefine them every single time um, that you listen. So um, one of the first terms we're gonna talk about that's very active in mental health health in our brains is called the amygdala. If you've been a part of the City Rev podcast before, you maybe have heard us talk about that, but essentially it's the part of the brain that's in the unconscious part of our brain that's responsible for our fear circuits. It's constantly scanning our environments for threats. Whether you want it to or not, it just does. And um, if it receives a perceived threat, it only has three tools in its tool belt. It's either fight, flight, or freeze. And so it's important to note that that's what that part of the brain does. It can't really test the validity of it, has no reality principle. It's just operating as if that there's a threat. Um, the second um, important structure in our brain that we're going to talk about is called the prefrontal cortex, which I am going to call the frontal lobe just because it's easier to say. Mm-hmm. but it's this part right behind your forehead. And that part of our brain is really what sets us apart from the rest of the animal kingdom. It's is our higher functioning part of our brain. It can turn off the amygdala. It's got a good sound uh, reality principle, and that's important to note. Another part of our brain that we're gonna talk about is the neuron. all brain cells are called neurons, and they're really responsible for transporting information as quickly as possible. The, The important thing to note about neurons, at least for now, is there's three things that we can do to affect change in our neurons, and that becomes important when talking about mental health. One, we can grow more connections. Um, What that does is essentially, it's like neurons are in a relay race where they're passing the baton of information to the next neuron. And neurons have um, a a left hand and a right hand, but they have more than one. They have multiple um, arms and hands that are linked to receive and give information. So um, making more connections means that neurons are passing those batons, those multiple batons of information across multiple arms. And so that's going to help us um, facilitate more information. Another thing that we can do mm-hmm. is create a dense number of neurons. What that means is um, is a, 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 a a strong concentration of neurons can reside in a place. For example, if you had a baseball player who was a pitcher and he regularly pitched for his team, if you looked at his brain on an MRI scan, you would see as he's pitching, a very dense concentrated part of his brain on the left side of his brain where all of these neural connections were forming on the part of his brain that's responsible for throwing a ball. It's on the left side because the left side is responsible for all the functions on our right side of the body and vice versa and so that's what I mean by dense you're just when you when you activate something and repeat it and do it over and over and over again you're sending all these neurons there to create a very dense strong connection that's important for mental health lastly we can create more efficient neurons they can communicate faster and we can train them to do that why is that important why take a minute hmm. to tell you all of that well, essentially when we do those things to our neurons in certain circuits in our brains, we're actually rewiring our brains. And that's important because that those are the types of circuits we're going to talk about that we want to rewire, that we want to strengthen, that we want to become more efficient so that in times of stress, we're already operating on these circuits that, that lead to good memory, good mental health, good... Um, Um, love and empathy there's circuits that are already kind of um, on the go and we're growing and growing those bigger
0: I think the idea of growing my brain bigger makes me very happy because (laughs) I've thought I've had a small brain for a long time so I'm very interested in this podcast that we can continue (laughs) talking about that Um, but I think the real takeaway is a lot of times we think about these things involving mental health like uh, fear bad habits we think about these things these even these relational responses that we just for some reason can't stop we just always either blow up or we retreat and all of these things sometimes we we, we kind of divorce it from that there's actual things happening in the biological or biology there's things mm-hmm. happening in our brain in our brain cells And so coming at it from that perspective, yes, there's spiritual components, but there's also that physical component that can actually put tools in our tool belt to help our brains start functioning differently. And so I think that's super, super helpful. Um, Maybe give us a little bit more. What's some of the other research based on our biology, our chemistry, that's important, not only just for mental health, but what we're gonna build on in this series. Right,
1: so now that we know what a neuron does and how we can actually affect change in our brains, we're gonna be talking a lot about laying new neurological pathways. Essentially that means is we're gonna be kind of um, laying neurological bricks and um, creating new ways to think and process um, our world and our environments. So there's several circuits that are naturally occurring in our brain. And by a circuit, I mean kind of like thinking about uh, a subway, like commuting into work. I grew up outside of Washington, D.C., so our version of the subway was the metro. Mm -hmm. And it's an underground metro system. There's multiple lines depending on where you lived. You would get up on that line and you would commute into work every day and you would take the same train every day. You'd make the same stops every day. And those trains go back and forth, back and forth multiple times a day doing its job. Um, And so that's kind of like what these these circuits in our brains are. Different types of circuits that we are going to talk about are things like our reward circuits. Those circuits are responsible for giving that sense of payoff, that sense of pleasure and joy um, naturally occurring in our brains and our bodies and as we interact with our environment. We want that reward circuit to be working functionally (laughs) because it it yields the desired uh, emotional effect that we enjoy. Another circuit we might hit is the memory circuit. You wouldn't think, but our memory circuits and how we store, process, and then retrieve our memories actually impact um, how we perceive our present circumstances and how we hope or fear for the future. So that's important as well as our circuits for love, compassion, and empathy. There's actually parts of your brain that fire when you're in love, when you're talking about love, when you're expressing empathy and compassion. And so when we talk about building new neurological pathways and growing these circuits, it's like we're wanting that metro to be constantly running this love circuit over and over and over again. So as we're being hit with stressors throughout our day, that love circuit is already in motion and it, like a silver bullet, it's already bringing to us to exactly where we need to be despite the times of stress mm. that we're in.
0: You know, I think you might be listening saying, um, okay, I'm hearing about brain circuits and neurons and um, I'm hearing all of these things. Uh, how does that help me? Because right now I'm just feeling depressed. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, point well taken, but here's the, here's the big takeaway for what we want you to know from this introduction. When it comes to mental health, there are a lots going on. There's a lot going on spiritually, mm-hmm. emotionally, physiologically, biologically. And so to be careful not to overly reduce it down to one or one thing or the other. There's a lot going on. But here's the here's the other takeaway. There's hope. Mm-hmm. There knowing what we can know about the body, knowing what we can know about mental health, knowing what we know from the scripture, all of those things can be tools in our tool belt to have that life that we know that the Lord wants for us, thriving. He wants us to experience those things like the peace that passes mm-hmm. understanding and and that we uh, count it all joy and that we don't operate out of a spirit of fear. Like all of those mm-hmm. things that we want, um, in order to have that life that's thriving, we're gonna walk through this both biblically and both uh, with mental health uh, perspective from a bio- biological and chemical perspective, and we can begin uh, finding that life of thriving that we're wanting.
1: Right, it's it's true. Just like we were talking earlier, the research is confirming what in scripture it already says. When we're rewiring our brains and we're we're creating these new habits, new thought processes, new ways of looking at the world, biologically, you're actually creating new life. You're creating brand new neural connections. You're, you're creating brand new brain health. And you can li- literally see on these brain scans life being resurrected in places where those brain scans were once dark. And so it's creating this beautiful look with hope at what scripture is saying is true and how neuroscience is catching up in these best practices that we can start today in our, in our lives.
0: So the big takeaway today, you are not stuck. You've not hit a dead end you are not in a maze that there's no way out of there is a way out of it and our hope and our prayer is that through this podcast these might just be some beginning steps through the series some beginning steps to finding that holistic thriving that god has planned for you so thanks for joining us for this episode and we'll see you next time thank you for joining us on city rev life you can subscribe to this podcast rate and review wherever you're listening to this and we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. For more videos and content, go ahead and check us out at cityrev.org podcast or download our City Rev Church app. Have a great day.